By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there would be no apologies given for the abstract and asinine comments made here by the host and their guests. With that being said, thank you for listening and enjoy your experience. We are cheering. We are flyers. Are you ready? For episode 56 of the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the, the 719. Yo, where the captions at? Yo, yo, where them captions at? Where they at? Yo, really, where them captions at? Where they at? Hey, yo! Y-W-D-C-A, where they at? Where them catches be? All I gotta say is Roscoe, kills for show, and Daniel with the pot, so we really gotta know. Now get it on, hey, yeah! What's up, everybody? It's yours truly, kills for show, aka Just Bring It On. Join with me always is my bro host. I am truly sorry, everybody, that had to hear this intro today. So, so you're I, sorry for me paying respects to the I'm not Max. sorry for you paying respects. I'm sorry for the random of that expectation to come out. I was expecting cheerleading music. I was not expecting the R.I.P. But it's your boy, Roscoe Tinkoya. And also with us always is yeah. the one and only, the man with the plan, the guy. By my side, but not literally right my, by my side right now because somebody's in between us. The one, the only, Daniel with a D. They call me Big Papa. And no. I like it. Nobody calls you Big Papa. That was so anticlimactic. I know. Like, nope. You got this awesome intro, and then you just, they call me Papa. Sometimes when I go out in the, the, the streets, they say, hi, Big Daddy. I don't know what streets. In the words of last night, for real, meet me in the streets. I believe um, the young philosopher, um, young Jock, said, "Meet me in the club." It's going down. Word. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us today is our uh, is our special guest. You heard it before on Escaping on Yo. Mm. She can speak for herself, so I'm gonna Mm. let her do that. Yo, it's Rice Cakes. What's going on, everyone? Oh yeah. Um, what's going on? Um, it's another day. Another Monday, some potting's going to um, happen, and yeah, so let's just get into it with, yo, what's popping? What we popping? So what's been popping in the world of pop culture and geekdom over this week is what you about to find out. So Ross, I know there was several wrestling events going on. Oh my God, my please. And you want to just go highlight some of your favorite moments that had transpired for us, please? So, Patrick Cloud was out there. Yes, but that he was only for WrestleMania, which was only Saturday and Sunday. But there was literally Monday from this Monday to technically this Monday that we're recording. So we so for a whole seven days is considered WrestleMania week. So he was only there for two, maybe three days. Um, but yes, a lot has happened in this week. Not only is it WrestleMania week, we had NXT for the first time ever have their two night takeover event where. I would honestly say two of the best things that happened. Raquel Gonzalez has beat Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship belt. MSK has won the tag team belts. And uh, Killian Cross has now uh, regained his belt, his uh, championship belt from Finn Balor after winning it and having to give it up after being Keith Lee. From an injury and uh, Wait, so Keith Lee came back and no when he when Keith Lee's final match was in, in NXT. NXT 
it was him defending the belt against Karrion Cross, but in that match, Karrion Cross injured himself and he had to Word. get the belt up. Uh, as well as night two had Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, and Kyle O'Reilly won the uh, unsanctioned match. But with WrestleMania, I can honestly say night one was a bit more better than night two watching wise. The only good things about night two was probably the last match to me, honestly, and maybe the women's tag team match. But with night one, one of the greatest WrestleMania moment nights bookings of all time, I can honestly say that. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks has made history by being the first two black women to main event a WrestleMania, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Bianca Belair won that belt. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Lashley has retained over Drew McIntyre, something I did not expect happening. And technically, all belts change except for the uh, main championship belts, the Raw um, Heavyweight and the Universal Championship. The the two heels retained them, but every belt has changed except for also the SmackDown Tag Team Championship belts. So, Rhea Ripley is now Women's Champion. Bianca Belair is SmackDown Women's Champion. Apollo Crews is Intercontinental Champion. I will honestly say Omos has probably had the best WrestleMania debut ever out of all WrestleManias, which now, congratulations to Omos' debut. AJ Styles is now a Grand Slam Champion. Grand Slam, no Denny's. <laughs> and also on Saturday was Hardcore Justice where... One of the probably best match would be Violent by Design versus Tommy Dreamer's uh, dream team of uh, Rich Swan, uh, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Eddie Edwards, and uh, oh my gosh, I forgot his name, but none need to be known because EY and his. His stable has won that match and was proven very well. And that's about all of the real wrestling that I watch. Now other people watch the New Japan, so no need to tell you say all those facts. Word. <laughs> but what's been popping in this pop culture, Kelsey, because a lot has been going crazy. Um, a lot of shit, a lot of speculations, a lot of rumors, but I'm just gonna talk about a few quick things. Um, for example, we know that what if is coming this summer to Disney Plus. They haven't released an official date yet, but um, it's probably gonna be July ish after Black Widow's done its thing in the box office. So mm. it's gonna be interesting to finally get to see that. Um, I guess they're supposed to be taking one of the Marvel movies, not all of them, but at least like the first Marvel movie for every franchise and doing like a, a what if scenario take on that film. So I'm definitely looking forward to that per use. Um, isn't that supposed to come out a week, like the same way they did WandaVision, there was a week break, and then they did Falcon, yeah. and then the next one, there's going to be a week break, Loki, and then a week break in one. Yeah, so it is an interfere with the release of Black Widow. That's what they're probably going to do. That's what everybody's been speculating. Um, okay. Speaking of which, oh, a lot of fans of the Mortal Kombat film had a lot of gripes with um, Johnny Cage not being in the first one, but the director had came out and said... They couldn't put all their eggs in one basket, so Johnny's cage oh, is so set up to be in sequel. So they're sporadically trying to yes. hope for a sequel from this next one to yeah. introduce more characters. Okay, and even okay. if you put all the main characters, there's still going to be people that have to have be, be yeah. left out. So 
it's going to be interesting to see if Johnny Cage debuts in the second movie or if they're going to hold him off until the third. Plus, also, the one big flaw about Mortal Kombat is it's too many stories in one time period, so it has to be spread out. Yeah, like, you can't, can't throw every character in one movie and expect it to be a two-hour-long movie. Exactly. Um... Lucy Liu has been cast as a villain in Shazam 2. And I heard that, that news today and I was excited. Yes. I don't think I mind that at all. Yeah, I don't know who's going to be playing. I, I'm, it's Lucy Liu. I just want yes. to Actually, um, you, you know which one she's being played. Lucy Liu's playing Calypso, which is a less oh, word. villain. Word. Oh, she that makes Calypso? sense. Okay, ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, she's only Calypso. Only what did made an appearance in Justice Unlimited? I don't know. Yeah, yeah she made an appearance in Justice Unlimited. I know that for a fact because that's when my first time made, knowing about her. I'm like, really? They even named a character after a toy? All right, whatever. <laughs> or the music. Mm, I mean. <laughs> um, speaking of DC, uh, they just dropped a trailer for Batman: The Long Halloween, Ooh, and that yeah. shit looks dope. It takes place in their new um, DC animated universe. It's gonna be the predator, uh, the sequel to, let's say, the Justice Society movie that follows uh, Superman: Man of Tomorrow, okay. and uh, one of the supernatural boys is voicing uh, Batman. Which one is it? Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles. Ooh. Ooh. And R.I.P. to Nia Rivera. She's voicing Catwoman in the series. Yes, she is. And oh. I do like how, because the only way you can have that give Batman multiple villains is really through animation. Yeah. Because when they try to do that shit in live action, it's it doesn't much. hit. Because they be trying to focus on the wrong elements. And this is also going to be the origin of Two-Face. Was Ooh. that the way it was in a comic book suit? Kind of. Okay. Because I didn't know the constantly retconning how Two Face became Two Face. Word. Okay. And that's the thing too about this movie from the trailers. Like I didn't realize the villain was Calendar Man. I just assumed he was going to be Scarecrow. So, so he's not the villain. He's their Hannibal Lecter. Oh, he's the one trying to help them figure out who's doing it because yes. he's the Calendar Man mm-hmm. and he commits crimes on holidays. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So maybe. He's, but then again, no, I'm not going to spoil it for everybody else. I just spoil that shit for myself and figure out who the villain was. <laughs> but it's coming sometime this year, probably towards the end of the summer, because. The Justice Society movie should be coming out in a month or two, so be on the lookout for that. And speaking of movies, Sony films are only going to be shown directly on Netflix. No other streaming services. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of like how Warner Brothers is doing HBO Max? Yes. Yes. Okay, they're starting a trend. Yes, um... It's going to follow off their model. It's going to start in 2022. Uh, we They haven't fully confirmed, but to my knowledge, if it, they're doing what HBO Max as well as Paramount Plus is doing 45 days later after the theatrical release, all the Sony movies will be going straight to Netflix, counting Spider-Man, Morbius, Venom 2, but yet also any of like the Sony like straight to video or straight to home Movies will be going straight to Netflix as well. They get first picks on which movies they want to choose to go on there or not. Word. Are they going to charge us extra? No. They wasted a billion dollars just to try to... Technically, this is their plan to get more subscribers to come back and more users to come back to Netflix because... Their original content is yeah yeah they've literally said like they were losing subscribers and whatnot mm-hmm. not only because of the price raise but also like literally mm-hmm. Disney Plus made 
the amount of subscribers in three months that Netflix took in three years. So like, Ooh. yeah, Netflix has been falling out. So yeah, even though they still have good shit, it's not. It's others, the other streaming platforms with more content that's unique to them and, uh, and exclusive. And yes. they were also the first of the, the bunch streaming. of them exactly. to do the yeah. streaming service. And so the, they're old news. And technically, just like the people that I heard this from the internet today, one of the people, Elliot, he was an early adapter like me, and he. He's made the same complaint that I realized that kind of is Netflix's downfall. They don't really curate a recommendation for you. They just have what... They just throw shit up. They just throw shit up. And it's just like, I don't really feel like watching any of this. So, like, if they curated a bit more better, it probably would work a little bit And more. also, let me organize my list. Let me organize how that, I want shit to pop up and my list. There's so much I'm little shit. I'm so mad. That's like, a- I just watch this shit, but if I want to go find it, I got to scroll down all my whole list. Or sometimes it don't even pop up and you'll just watch. But that's... That's, that's, neither, that's neither here nor there. I, I, I've sensed a little tiff there. Oh, no. It's yeah, because, it, because sometimes if you... It, it used yeah. to be like if you added something to your list, that new thing they added would be the first thing at your list. Now it's just they randomly shuffle your list up on you. And it's just like, yo, I just added this mm-hmm. only so I can come back to my random search to actually start you, it now. As soon as you open it, it should go your list, mm-hmm. continue watching... Mm-hmm. Their recommendations, then where the fuck not. The top, top 10, then <laughs> this, then some other random shit. But anywho, and speaking of things uh, that's going to lose some viewership, Attack on Titan had the audacity to be like, yo, we ain't coming back till next fucking winter to finish this story that we took five, year, five years off to develop. And I'm low-key. <laughs> I don't care no more. I'm like, you, after what you did in this last, like, 14 episodes of the final season... I don't even care how you end. You, it's it's almost pretty little liar s, but not that bad. It's, it's not like, that bad. It's not what it used to be. No. And then you introduce all these new characters with this time skip, and it's just like, get on with it, finish this shit, wrap it the fuck up. Nope, we will not. We will be back later. I'm like, it, I'm not excited. It feels a lot like they are pulling a J.J. Abrams where they know how they wanted to start. And they have no idea. No, technically, (laughs) I think this is what they're doing. What they did, they told us that this was the last season, but didn't tell us that they were going to break it into two parts. Because I'm be honest, I didn't find out about this until, and literally until one person, one young teenager that I've got into anime, ended up texting me. He was like, "Attack on Titan Part Part Two doesn't drop for another year. Can you tell me?" Where in the manga does this where this last episode ended at? So I could just finish reading it. Yep. And then literally I come to find out like the last week they just finished the full manga itself. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, so these niggas really just split this shit in half just so they could actually let the manga completely finish so we could get the manga completely done in the anime. So nobody could really bitch or complain about it not being done. No, well, we can Okay, can't. whatever, but shit, y'all niggas said that this, once it started, when it ends, this was the last yeah, episode. Not the final, not, not part one. Not that y'all was going to break it in half on which us. Which you could have did, which we should assume, because it's anime. You come out, it's like, yo, this is the final season, but this is the first part. And the Ooh. whole entire time, we were just like, why is this season so short? But also, they wanted people to watch it, because if you would have came out and said it's part one, part two, people were like, I'm oh, I just wait till all yeah. part two. So, then. They had to so do like, that. I get it, like, but I don't like that shit at all. 
But also something I get, but I don't like it all. They released the first images of the Powerpuff Girl live oh action series. Oh, they did? Ooh, are they back? They, they are literally, literally wearing the same outfits as the cartoon characters, but grown ass women that supposed to be young ass girls. Because um, if you're not familiar with Leslie, um, Daisy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., she's playing Boston. Dove Cameron. Dove Cameron from Liv and Maddie. She's playing on um, Bubbles. Then this chick from Broadway. I think she's a POC. Uh, she might be like some type of Hispanic or like biracial. But she's playing Buttercup. Okay. And Turk. Donald Faison from Scrubs. The Black okay. Doctor. Okay. He's playing Professor Plutonium. Yeah, and but the house, but the house looks just like the house from the cartoon, and they look like they dress like the cartoon. But it's like, where is the CW? I got it, but it's just like, I, I just can't wait to see how bad this shit is and to watch it every week. I can't wait to watch it every <laughs> because week because I know it's not going to be good, but I just want to see how bad it's going to be. And, and what like, if it ends up randomly having something good happen? Well, like, it is. Like, nothing's going to be trash. I'm just like, and oh I'm, I'm at this random point, I'm like, are y'all going to give us give us Die Hard, Powerpuff Girls, Easter eggs, and give us the live action gorillas uh, uh, in, in, in the background? They're the literally band? dressed like they are. Because the if they got them dresses, if they literally yeah, have them dressed as they are, they might as well. Oh, God, they couldn't have upgraded that just a smidge. But also, it's a CW. They may not have the funding to make Mojo Jojo, Mojo Jojo. Oh, you see, Grilla Grilla Grilla. Grilla. <laughs> have you seen Grilla Grilla? Yeah, they can't. If they make them like a dude with pros- little green prosthetic paint. From what I've read, it's gonna be his son, and it's uh, it's a it's a, it's a revenge guy. story. It's this skinny white guy playing. See, well, yeah, guess yeah, what? They just right. trying, he transformed into a human. He put his monkey DNA inside a woman's belly, nope. had a son, nope. and that's what it is. He's evil. <laughs> but like the meme said. Remember, he did have a human assistant. That don't... They could have fucked. No, he didn't. Mojo Jojo worked by himself. So when does this air? Sometime either Sometime. late this year or, or late next year. But it's, Ooh, it's, that could come out during the same yes. time as the 4400. But at the end of the day... That theme song needs to slap. Mm-hmm. And... Is it going to be sung by Dale Cameron? Quite possibly. What I was about to say. Um, but, oh, yeah. Like the meme said, if Lil Nas X ain't playing him in this shit, then scrap the whole goddamn series. <laughs> scrap all this shit. And with that, speaking of theme song, you know, you got to talk about music. So YWDCA16 is the playlist for this month. A couple of songs you can hear on there will be Why Wonder by Tiger State, mm. Cowboys by my girl Slater, mm. Daily Bread by the boy Rich Homie Quan. Mm. Haven't heard from him in a minute. The song wasn't all that, but it's mm. short. He get in, he get out. Um, sad Song by Gavin Magnus, Crash and Burn by Maggie Linderman. Um, mm. Thank You by Previous and Ray. That's a good one. And Osaka by Shade. And yeah, um, if you want to know what those sound like, <laughs> listen to the playlist. If you do love our playlist, make sure you share those shit to all your friends, family, and anybody that likes listening to music. Mm-hmm. Any new songs you've been listening to, Leslie? Just the ones that you've been telling me. You're you're my source. You wow. keep me in tune and in topic. <laughs> I try. I try. But yo, Leslie might like this playlist. Let me share this to her real quick. Yep. Or check out this show because I think you'd like it a lot. And I'm like, word. We'll do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Done. Hell yeah. What about you, Ross? Uh, no, I've been stuck on uh, Attack on Titan Season 14 uh, playlist. Word. 
Mm. Yeah. For sure. Anime nerd shit. Yeah. And before we um, leave, of course, you know, you heard the intro and you got ears or eyes. You've seen and read about the news, but got to give a RIP to the one and only mm-hmm. Earl Simmons, a.k.a. Darkman X, a.k.a. DMX. Um, yeah, man, he passed at the age of 50, heart complications. And it's mm-hmm. one of the things like, I haven't listened to X like that in a long time, but just going down his discography and just thinking about being raised on not X. Not even just his discography. He had hit movies, even though they... Yeah, were, like, I totally... Like, fucking Romeo must die. Cradle to the Grave Cradle is still one of my favorite shit. And I forgot he was even in these movies. No, no, I'll tell you, but he wasn't in Romeo Must Die. That was just Jet Li and Aaliyah. And Aaliyah. Mm. But Exit Wounds. Exit Wounds, Cradle to the Grave. Cradle to the Grave. And no. Cradle, uh, was Cradle to the Grave with Sylvester Stallone, or which one was... was I think Exit Wounds was Steven Seagal... Um, Cradle to the Grave was well, him and I, Jet Li. Yeah, it was him and Jet Li. And then he had a, he had like two other ones too that was still good. Him, Jet Li, and Aaliyah was in that one. Cause the one when they were all three together, that's when we. I thought first Cradle to the Grave. I thought no, that's no, no, Romeo no, no. and Juliet. Romeo almost died was Jet Li and Aaliyah. Yeah. Cradle to the Grave was him and was, Jet Li. Yeah, no and the next two ones was him, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, him and Dragon. And plus, he gave us Belly, man. Belly, good yeah. classic. And like, yeah, I just remember like just growing up listening to X, and like X was always there. Like, who didn't love DMX? Some of his favorite double some... platinum in the same fucking yeah. year. And um, of course, like he makes like the and best music to work rap... out to as well. And nobody thought a rap artist could do that, let alone DMX. Yeah. So, favorite DMX song, Leslie, mm. off the top, if you have one. Oh, you would put me on the spot. I can't even think of a single one because you asked me. Oh, well, Ross, <laughs> favorite DMX song? Oh, you just off the top, I'm going to have to either go with Ain't No Sunshine or uh, uh, Rough Riders Anthem. Well, for me, it's going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be What's My Name, Heart, number one, followed by, um, not get it on the floor, but here comes the boom. That's an under, underrated mm. one. And also, um, what these bitches want from a nigga. Like, you can't go wrong with DMS and Cisco. He and low key, everybody wanted that duet album after that single drop. And before the Pokemon rap, DMS gave us the thought rap when he just named off all the thoughts on the block. And we all knew Elena, Fatisha, Melina, and Keisha, Pam, Yolanda, Rhonda, and Shivana, Maria. Tiffany, sister, Nikki, and so on and so forth. So Tanisha. Word. But yeah, with that being said, like once again, RIP, DMX, um, your legacy, your legend will live on forever. And yeah, man, love the ones you around and tell them that shit because you never know when it's your time to go. I love you guys. Right back at you. We love Like a boomerang. Mm. And with that being said, it's time for us to start... Yo, we geeking out. We geeking out. And today we'll be geeking out about the USA series, short-lived series that has found new life on Netflix. Fingers crossed that it was popular enough. Maybe it'll pick it up. Maybe not. Or maybe not. And that's going to be the series called... Oh, it was a top 10. And that's going to be... For like two weeks. Ooh, it might get picked up. And that's going to be the series known as Dare Me. Just a quick synopsis of the story. It's very simple. Small town. USA, um, somewhere in Ohio. I think they said maybe like an hour or so away from Cleveland. And it just follows oh. the life of a group to, a group of cheerleaders and their captain and just trying to live in the world. 
But of course, like with most new YA series or dramas, especially, mm-hmm. there has to be a murder involved. Of course. And they got to figure out who did it or who did not do it. Mm. So, Leslie, um, dare me, what's one of the things that pops out to you the most when you think about the show? Um, I think. For starters, when I was watching that show, I was thinking, holy shit, these girls are wild. Like, I thought I was a little rebel, you know, in the later years of high school doing my thing. And then I watched this and they're doing the most. And I just hope that's not like real life, even though I know it's real life. Yes. It makes me think, like, is this what our teens are doing today? Is everything more accessible? But, you know, all the drugs and partying and alcohol and... Yeah, I would say yes, because it just shows the teenage life through this lens. Of course, not every teenager is doing this, but like right. you said, when we were that we age, were quote unquote, we were doing similar things, but maybe not, not on to that, that degree. But also, there were kids like that in America that was doing shit outlandishly over the top in mm-hmm. comparison to what we're doing. But And we don't live in a small town. I mean, we were yeah. all here in high school in yeah. a bigger city of Colorado Springs. Yes. I probably Second can't even speak city in for what a teenager's doing in a small-ass town where there's nothing better to do. Exactly. Oh, and a, pers- uh, a, a great um, comparison to that, like, for example, we went to Harrison, you went to Mesa. Mm-hmm. We were doing shit that was cool to us, and maybe within our realm of high school, we might have been the wild ones. But then you had these kids that go to Liberty Rampart, Doherty, Cheyenne Mountain oh, that had the income to afford oh, yeah. the heroin, the cocaine, looking at everybody the like, ex, what is y'all talking the real about? Wild, yeah, the real wild what party you doing, drugs. baby? That's for adult life. Opium. Like, yeah. Those, Trust fund kids. Exactly. They got so, nothing better to do but spend yeah. mom and dad's money. And then they look at us like, all y'all do is drink and smoke weed. What's wrong with you? I'm like, no, no we ain't trying to wild out of be that. A, I, I know weed ain't a gateway drug. Y'all <laughs> fuck with gateway drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's just one I did thing. there during as a child. There's different levels to that lifestyle. So, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing, too. Like, comparing it to another series like Euphoria, for example, it's like, yo, these kids. I know that this is a dramatization of the modern day teenage life but at the same time they par- they was was grabbing still, those parallels from somewhere else it was mm-hmm. still like teenage life it's just it's gone it's more extreme and acceptable because it's been more medialized so like the teenagers of the kids of our teenage our our young adult years was watching all the teenage shit that we were watching and just realizing like oh that's what I want to be when a teenager is which is Mostly was on drugs because we were just looking like, oh, it's not that bad. Now they're just like, oh, we're doing all the pills. Mm-hmm. All of Hell yeah, because when you're a kid, you want to do the wild shit. And when you get the opportunity to, you're going to do the wild shit because that's a part of growing up and living and experiencing those experience things. And Make then you also got to realize these kids have, were looking up to us like, oh, they were doing all the stuff being cool. Oh, yeah. And well, we, we were, thought it was cool. And we, were, <laughs> and we were at the age of doing the shit legally. Just not trying to get caught with these younger kids seeing this, but we know they were going to be around. Hell yeah, because like one of the things, you want to live life like a movie because you see shit happening in movies. And that's like one of the things with um, Dare Me is like, this is the new day and age. So if this show would have came out back then, it would have been more Degrassi-ish. But now yeah. with media, how graphic things are, how more real we are as a society, how open we are they're allowed to go into different avenues and depict things more realistically and to be even more truly honest even Degrassi since moving to Netflix 
actually started mo- evolving like that too. Yeah, because they doing shit in the modern day and age. They're not retelling the same, same story, story, so they yeah. had to evolve with the times. So, like I said, like before, like Degrassi, like this shit happened with Jimmy getting shot, or even with um, um, Terry uh, domestic violence, um, Paige with the date rape. It felt still like a sitcom, like you're watching a TV series. But when you have shows like Generations, for example, or Euphoria, yes. or Dare Me, true, they feel like you're actually peering into the lives life of real of people. Because right they feel organic. That just shows how great the show's written and also how the characters are... Being really portrayed. Yeah, how they're being portrayed. Speaking of the characters, um, Ross, do you have? Do you want to talk about any characters in specific, specifically? Um, Technically, we're going to have to talk about the so-called adults that had their own story plot, which was, and I forgot their names. It was Coach Colette and Will, a.k.a. Matt from Vampire, Vampire Diaries. Diaries. And how they were technically just old town kids that grew up there that had a thing but never advanced at it. And then with times coming, due to her being in a relationship, a marriage that she wasn't really fulfilling and him coming back into town, old sparks came rekindled and they took the plunge of something that they wish they would have did back then. Yeah, that was fucking. Yeah, <laughs> that was a fucking. And that's the thing too I just realized too because even it showed the evolution of the USA because this did um, debut on USA but I think on USA you get like a couple of shits and maybe oh, a fuck. It was only like four, maybe three. You could get at least five shits of episodes because like when Suits, long story short, when we Suits was out, we used to call it Drinking Game Cup. Um, shots for shits because we noticed that Suits would start off with a lot of shits and like, yo, let's start taking shots every time they say shit. Then realizing We'd be too fucked up before we even got to the club because they'd be throwing they them out like there. Shit, like... So when the episode starts, shit. I'm like, God damn, what they might do this time. <laughs> but yeah, so it also showed like USA back in the day, they didn't cuss. They didn't show shit that graphic because there were certain scenes in the USA that it was key. So I didn't even have a cuss word in it. They had to make fake words just for the cussing. Exactly. And Leslie, what about you? Any characters? I saw you had your notes ready. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> I think... The one I love hated was Beth because she was out of control Yo. and just wild. Yeah. Beth had the I loved her. Though. I hated her. I mostly hated her, but towards the end, like they showed us a little bit more to her personality and her life and yeah. kind of how she's feeling. But my favorite character, one because he is recognizable. He was the only recognizable face in the whole series for me, but was Matt and, or Matt Donovan in Vampire Diaries, who was Sarge Will. Yeah. Um, but also because in this whole thing, like a lot of these characters had a agenda, right? So they had a reason to use somebody or a reason to do something, to get something from somebody. And Matt, I'm sorry, Sarge, I feel like he was a victim. He was such a victim. He was such a victim. He he... got played and then he got murdered. What the hell? Spoiler (laughs) alert. But if you're watching it or you're listening to this shit, you already know. You already know. We, We talk about it all, baby. And the thing, too, about, like you say, he was a victim, he not only a victim of his emotions, he was a victim of a the soldier life as well. Mm-hmm. That, too, because literally, low-key, the first thing that made me realize, like, Archie, him and Archie had to deal with the same things. Just got done dealing with the war, and instead of just, like, being able to be regular civilians, their next job was just to be 
go back to your hometown and recruit more soldiers. And that's what I like about his uh, Will's arc as well, because there's a, a young black character, a young black dude that's cool with like Beth and Abby, and he's basically being recruited into the military. But the whole time, Will's just like, man, yeah, it's cool. But then you can see him start to break here and there. And then one episode, he's like, you know what? This military life is full of shit. It ain't for you. Yeah, don't, don't do it, do bro. It. He being real honest. And I was like, yo, that's some real shit. Because a lot of recruiters, that's what they do. They ain't there to recruit. They ain't there to feed you a dream. But then you have people in the inside like, yo, don't do that. Because like, a lot of my family are military too. And they were just like, nah, don't do that. That's not you. That's not your lane. Like, don't even worry out. Don't focus on that. Don't. Don't get involved. Like, word. Bet. I wasn't planning on it. But thank you for that reassurance. But now that your reassurance is telling me don't yeah, do yeah, it, yeah, I don't I have know, to definitely not. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's different strokes for different folks and everybody's not cut out for the same things in life. And I like how um, Matt got honest too in that shit. And I'm going to be calling him Matt, but his name's Will. But it also fucked me up when you find out that Colette's husband name is Matt too. Yeah. I'm like, wait, which Matt? Did? Oh, his name's Matt. I'm like, oh, but it was Madam Vampire Diaries. All right. Fine, whatever, cool. And then the main character of the show um, is a girl by the name of Abby, and she she's like a window into this small town, but also she's portrayed as like the girl next door type of character, but also she has her issues because. All right, so me and Russell got this trope that we uh, talk about. I don't know if we gave it a name yet, but um, I don't want to say. No, no, I don't. I, I, the non PC. Name that I came up with. Oh my god. Then don't say it. Don't say it. But long story short, the lady love. If I'm gonna go with this, this guy. That's not even bad. But no, that's a that's a PC. PC That's the PC version. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna call it. Somebody gotta be a les. Yeah. Not this one. But basically, we we notice a a a trope or a trend. If there's more than two lead female characters in a TV series, one of those will happen to be a lesbian or by she's gonna be. Something in the closet. Yeah, or more or less. And that's not a bad thing, but it's just something that we noticed. We came to notice with a lot of more shows. Like recently, too. Recently have more feminist And that's legit, because they giving them stories are, too. Like, post 9-11, post 9-11, I noticed instead of having, like, a black character on the show, they would have the Indian character. And then they start introducing, like, well, if we have the Indian, we have to have another minority, so there's going to be a PLC, but they're also going to be... uh, LBGTQ plus. I'm like, cool. You get two for one. You start noticing little and then things they like that. They added in the Asian into it. Exactly, but then it's like, for the for example, we go back to Powerpuff Girls. We all know which one's gonna like girls. Like, let's be honest. Bums. Let's <laughs> no. no. She's by <laughs> starts with a B, but all the names start with B. Anywho, we all know it's gonna be like it's the rule of three. Like, you got me. It's the one in the green. <laughs> and, and I'm not gonna sit here and put all your peoples in the on blast. But back in the day, Leslie, I used to call y'all the Powerpuff Girls. And guess what? Started liking girls at some point in time. You got it. The Buttercup of the Squad. <laughs> so it's like if there's more than a couple numbers, so statistics say. Speaking. Yes, exactly. Is that what we're we're saying? TV statistically show statistically statistics say. And statistically speaking, yeah. In real life too. So in this show, <laughs> Abby, she was she was feeling Beth, but they don't come out and say and it. And fully say it. And not, just, not in the beginning anyway. Exactly. No. Just like with the coats, you like, is this a little something going? I know when you start hearing her interlog. Yeah, I, I know like, Abby is throwing it at right. the coats, but is the coats reciprocating these these little fellas for this girl? Like she's a young, she's a little young thing. Like you can't be doing it. Just like on generations. Like that's one of my things. I hope they happen. Like I told you, Daniel. 
we don't um, catch up on that um, yeah. at some other point in time. But I hope this teacher ain't praying on this young boy. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mm-hmm. go like that way. But Colette kind of plays into that shit. Like, Colette plays into it so clean. She does. Oh, just watch my baby. You got the whole house to yourself. Then you entrust her, you entrust her you into know, your little love escapade affair, too. I'm mm-hmm. saying they're like, yo, these kids are just running out here and make state. So they get the stadium funding for Beth, the football field. Beth out here just being paid because her her half sister out here living with yeah. her daddy across Taste. the street from okay. her. We gonna oh, we gonna that's spicy. The most I'm glad that Ross brought that point up. The most wildest shit aspect plot line or story arc in this series <laughs> and would only happen in a small town. In yes. a small town, <laughs> Beth, because she's like that. The head chiller, she's that bitch of the squad. Like she's the alpha. She knows she don't want to. She gonna make it out the town. Yes, but her mama is an alcoholic, divorcee, and the the reason why she's like that because literally across the street from her house, like open the door, Mm -hmm. right across the street, is her father who lives with his new family, his wife and his daughter, and the wife. Used to be the side chick. Used to be the side chick. Cheated on Beth's mom. And now, instead of Beth, mom decided to move out that house because they moved across the street. She's like, no, I'm going to be right here I'm and let them know I exist. Yes. But you find out, no, that's not why she's still there. It's because the husband still comes over and has sex with her. And Beth knows mm. this shit. So now Beth not only has to be on a cheer squad with her half-sister who's holding Semi-trash. this mom <laughs> destroy her family life. Yeah. She also had to live with the fact that she knows her dad still creeps over there and has sex with her mom and her mom's a hot ass drunk because that's the only way she knows how to deal with her life. I know it's only like overly complicated. It's crazy. Well, it's not only that though. The dad is still, it's still paying for the bills. Yeah. You it's got not just a little cookie on Dad is technically it's, living I'm about the, to get this money and this is how we survive and live. Dad is technically income. living the two family household without having to do that. And what's one of them crazy, silly things is it's like we all know about the story of the dude who left the wife to go mess with the to marry the side chick, but yet ends up now the ex-wife is the side chick. And we're just seeing that. And Beth is low-key just like, I'm being a bitch to my little sister because she's trash because I don't respect what happened to my family. And I'm being a and I'm blackmailing my dad for all the money because mm-hmm. I know his secret, and if he doesn't want me to expose it, he's going to do what the fuck I want. Oh, yeah, and thing, too, about um, that shit is normally when you cheat, you get divorced, you get a new side chick, becomes your new wife, you move across the town, the mm. city, and so mm. I'm like, no, he's moved, moved right, right across the street. Across the now, street. did they move there, or was that where the woman was when, they were, when he was cheating on her, and then he just moved from... Wait, and that's, that's even a better story. Across the street into the side uh, chick's house, and then he, had a baby. I think, I think it's the way you remember it. She was across the street, yeah. And instead of the mom moving, she's like, "No, I'm not gonna move from my home just because he want to go over. There. I'm gonna stay right here." Mm-hmm. And it's just, Yo, that's even. And this is messy. That story alone is his it's own just TV his series. own TV yeah, series. That, and that, that itself like, could have been a series exactly. just about the dynamics between those two families. Exactly, but and that goes. It focused on the cheerleading squad. Exactly, and it goes more into the psychology and the character of Beth and why she's like that so much. And then, like I said, and too about Abby and their relationship, like. There's something that happened at camp that oh, we don't know bro. about, and we're all trying to figure out 
Did they admit their feelings? Was I'm assuming there was another cheer coach involved because we kind of find out that Abby has a thing for alphas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And low-key, she mm-hmm. don't want to be an alpha, but she has no problem alphaing out when needs be. And then this whole parallel between her and Beth, he's just sitting there like, yo, what the fuck is really going on? Will you tell us this answer? But unfortunately... We're not going to get it because it's only one season. Because I know there's a whole nother flashback oh, of what happened at summer camp or cheer camp that summer that led it has to their to be little elaborated, riff. maybe? Yes, because we know that they had to have a beef. Because uh, Beth said, like, yo, this happened before. I know I know how Abby is. That's how I know you got a thing for this cheer coach because I've seen it before. And the way that she, and the pure fact that Abby also said, yes, I'm doing this again. I'm choosing somebody else over you. No, that was like when the show really flipped that switch. And I think I it was said, like the second, third, the last episode. Yeah, and I when it was, was at like, the cheer wait, competition. Oh, yo, when they was at that competition, and Beth was like, "Yo, Abby, why did you do it?" She was like, "What? Why did you choose her instead of choosing me?" And she's like, "Because she ain't you." Then Beth and she had that look <laughs> on her face, like. <laughs> I sat there and was like, wait, what? I'm like, ooh, is she about to fuck up this whole routine to be petty? Mm. Is she about to spaz? What the fuck's going to happen? And it's literally like, it it got so awkward and tense. Like, even watching, I was like, Me and Kelsey really looked at each other and was like, yo, did they fucking summer camp? What the fuck happened in summer camp that this shit happened? I won't worry about it. I'm like, yo, what's she about doing this performance? Because they literally have to go out. Now she has to perform. Yeah, because that was on the way in. Yeah. That was on the way yeah, that, in. There's a time and place to say when those kinds of things. Meet. She could have lied. it is not in, in before your biggest competition. Cause yeah, because uh, Because <laughs> Abby went on to the floor like, hey, and Beth just sitting there like, mm, get it together. No spell. Here we go. <laughs> and dude, it, it and you can see Beth trying to not, like, Trying not to fuck the shit up. Yep. Yeah. Or lose her shit in exactly. the middle of a whole crowd and an audience. Hell yeah, that shit's wild. Alright, so we're getting that towards the end of this segment. Um, quick question, since we are talking about cheerleaders and this shit. Favorite cheerleader movie that's not Bring It On? Uh, <laughs> hold on, but Bring It On is a classic. Though. Yeah, that's like besides that. Okay. For a cheerleader inspired TV series or anything else. Wait, does it have to have cheerleading in it? It has to be cheerleader focused. This is that's the question. So would John Tucker must die work? Sure. John Tucker must die. Okay. Shit. John Tucker must die was a fucking good movie. You would. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about like Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Has some cheerleaders Ooh, up in there? Spice girl, you go right, ahead. I ain't mad with that. I ain't mad at that. And for me, it's gonna be sugar and spice. When Old Shorty was pregnant, it had James Morris in it, and it had to rob the bank. I Wait, think I do remember would Jawbreakers work too? Mm-hmm. See, I, I, when I was thinking about Sugar Spice, I was thinking about Jawbreaker, but I don't think they were cheerleaders. But it was some of the no, same. No, the, the main same, chick was a cheerleader, though. Some of the same chicks from that movie were, were in, in Sugar, Sugar and Spice. Because that's when like a lot of those white girls were all like, in but the same. But I will say yeah. the main chick that was dating Marilyn, Man- Marilyn Manson, that's... No. Or that was you're talking about Rose McGowan? Yeah, she, she was, was a jawbreaker. Yeah, mm. she was the she was a cheerleader yeah. in that. Well, of course, yeah, because she was the most popular chick in mm, school, no so she was also in Charmed. Yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. she replaced uh, what you call it, Shannon Doherty. Yep, yep, yep. Because yep. of the beef. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. The actress beef. 
It always be like that. So with that being said, we're about to hit you with yo, check it out. Check it out. Check it Yep, for all the fans out there of there, me, these are a couple of series of movies or whatever that you should check out. I'm going to just start it off real quick. I'm going to be basic as hell. Basic, you already know what I'm about to say. Maybe you don't, but if you like <laughs> Dare Me, I'm pretty damn sure you already watched Euphoria. If mm, not, definitely basic. watch Euphoria. Um, they have the two specials. The Rue special is part one. The Jewel special is part two. If you got to um, look, search for it on HBO Max, you have to search for it specifically. Actually, now, straight H- to it. Actually, now HBO Max has part one and part two, a part of the Euphoria season one collection, so you you don't have to search for it separately now. Oh, they just grouped it with the episodes of the yeah. season? Okay. Which they should have did from Jump Street. They should have did from though. Jump Street, but yeah, they now just... But you know, COVID happened, so... True that, true that. Lots of things didn't go as planned. But they still don't do that shit with South Park. You have to look at the specials. Yeah, that's still weird, too. It's weird. Very. Yes. Ross, what about you? Um, I will, just because it's murder mystery, I'm going with the one in, and it so was only one season... Pretty Little Liars Perfectionist. Actually, it was, um, to be honest, it's a little bit better than the original Pretty Little Liars. It doesn't take much. It doesn't really <laughs> take much. I don't even think I've even heard of that. Oh. For no reason. It, it was, was like a reboot after they It was a, it was a continuation. It was technically them trying to follow. Instead of them actually using the full Liars, it only had revolved like only two of them, Allison and... Uh, who was the eight? So eight. a couple of them never renewed their contract. No, the other uh, <laughs> Mona. Mona. Mona's your chick. But yeah, they so, only followed them, and the thing is, they were they were teachers out of college school, and these other students were again had an A situation, and they were basically uh, being there. Yeah, you, you, you didn't miss anything. You what about you, Leslie? Anything. I would go with Tiny Pretty Things, another Ooh. show that you recommended I watch. Um, it starts. So, pretty or um, Dare Me gives you a little tease in the first episode that something happened, you don't know what, but it's super shady. And then in this movie, oh, or I'm sorry, this series, the first episode, right the they gate. started out the gate, someone got murdered or they pushed off us. the top of a building. Yeah. And it was a classic whodunit through the entire series mixed in with some of that teenage ballerina drama. Too. And the, they did the Pretty Little Liar, like, is it supernatural? Is it, is it magical or is it psychological shit when they had the breaks with old shorty was seeing like what was happening and then you got she got stuck in the attic and all oh, like her little nightmares yeah or you didn't and, that I, I didn't, and I didn't hold it as as high in regards as I did with PLL because PLL came out and like nah this is a ghost this one they kind of leave it aloof so I wasn't mad at it and plus I knew what I knew what I was watching, so I'm not gonna sit here and hark upon it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like with Nancy Drew, and I'm like, no, nah, they're not real ghosts, but you just vomited up blood and hair, like six feet of hair out your mouth. But you like, but I will say though, that didn't really happen. Nancy Drew has evolved, and they now have been like, yo, nigga, there's ghosts. No, we <laughs> like, no, we know there's ghosts in the second episode. We know it's real, but it was like Nancy not trying to believe it, even though all this supernatural mm-hmm. shit is true. That, yeah, well, season right. one she wasn't trying to believe, yeah, it, but now like, she, but yeah, season she two she she oh, she, full no belie- she a full believer, even to the fact that she ended up having to tell the police cap the new police. Yeah, cap, like, like she has no choice. Here. That shit is happening for fact. So yeah, so we're coming towards the end of the episode. And yeah, so you guys didn't know, I'll let you know one more time that you have been listening to Yo, where the catch is at. 
I just want to thank you, Rice Cakes, always for being a part of the show. We a love pleasure. you, girl. Pleasure is mine. We always enjoy your company and your insight into these geeky things Hell that we like to geek out about. Yeah. Of course, Daniel, this shit could not be possible without you and your expertise. Mm-hmm. We're going to edit out all of that shit. Because <laughs> we don't kiss ass, we just kick it. Kick ass! Yeah. Oh, you what? I lick it. <laughs> I thought that's what I heard. Um, Daniel's lips, thoughts, and tongues has nothing to do with the overall value and uh, positions we stand upon on this um, particular podcast. So, a disclaimer yeah. you must have at the end of every show. Yes. <laughs> Daniel mouths what he wants to mouth. Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I said, thank you out there for being captioners. If this is your first time listening, listen again. If it's not, Thank you for participating in this grand experiment. Who do we want? Yeah, you could um, find us on Yahoo. Yahoo. You can find us on YouTube. For real. You can find (laughs) us on YouTube on The Escaping Network. Also, my YouTube page, Kills for Show. Follow us on Instagram, um, Facebook, too. And as always, I've been your host. I'm yours truly, Kills for Show. And I just want to say one more thing, guys. Remember, be one or be nothing. And you know who I am, Roscoe Tinkoya. And like always, y'all can follow me on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. But I don't be usually using my socials, so find me on the Xbox, Roscoe Tinkoya. And my one thing to say, as usual, live life and be in the sun known, y'all. We'll catch you guys next time.